From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so we're going to jump into the topic of the ridiculousness of the banks and the market. We are. But I had a conversation today with an old friend of my family that I know all of my life. He's an older man. And we had a conversation today. He caught the show. He didn't know about the show. He's been out of town for years. And uh, he's been listening for a month. And he called me up and he wanted to go over some old times in my grandfather's auto parts store with me today. And at the end of it, he was pointing out to me all of the men that I knew from Melrose Park, all of the old-timers, Babe, the old mayor, all of them. And he said, you know, they were Democrats. How did this happen? And it struck me, there are still people out there that think there are American Democrats of yesteryear, and just because they're old with wrinkled asses and in diapers like Joe Biden, they're still Democrats. These are not Democrats. These are mafia members, not the old mafia where the guys rolled dice and they loaned money to each other and they beat each other up when they didn't pay. But the Marxist, communist, Fourth Reich mafia. And when you look at that, it doesn't give you that sick feeling where we're losing and we're doing. That's a feeling you have when you care about somebody, when you share a goal, when you work with somebody and you're trying to improve the company. And they're arguing about the best way to do that. No, no, no. That's politics of old. The goal of this mafia is to destroy things, not make them better. That was never more obvious than last night. Joe Biden flies into Canada at night and then walks in the house with, uh, with uh, Trudeau and his wife. First thing. <laughs> <laughs> can't answer questions about the border as the Canadian reporters want. He walks in the house and he said, before he does, he says, we're staying. He goes in the house and where did Joe Biden stay? Where did Joe Biden stay? And are there still people out there who do not know who Justin Trudeau is? Do you think Justin Trudeau is just a good looking guy, used to be a teacher? Justin Trudeau is the son of Pierre Trudeau. Pierre Trudeau is a very interesting guy. See, and Justin Trudeau's mother, was lovely woman, beautiful, beautiful, but a schizophrenic. Checked herself into a mental institution for five years. Well-known tramp. Slept with everybody from Fidel Castro to some Saudi guy in Jordan, who knows. And not to mention she disappeared for a weekend with, I don't know if it's the Rolling Stones or some band. Anyway, that's his mother. His mother's a tramp and a schizophrenic. But the father started out like a good guy. But very, very early on in 1973, he took a trip to China, China, and back then Mao Zedong was still in charge. Here's a little bit of Pierre Trudeau, because you got to know who you're dealing with. See, Joe Biden's not a Democrat. He's an asset. He's a whore. Anybody could buy this wrinkled ass dimwit back when he could remember his address. Now it's just easy. The Tudor trip to China was a great personal success. He had several marks to his credit before he set foot in China this time. He came from the land of Norman Bethune, a growing legend in China, the Gravenhurst, Ontario surgeon who's buried with other martyrs. Of the now, Squirrel, to help you out, because you're a young man, 
This was scandalous at the time, 1973. However, the first scandalous politician to go to China and work it all out was Nixon. So Nixon laid the groundwork, and China followed. I mean, uh, uh, Canada followed, or Canada, as it's known by the spokes idiot for the White House. So when Pierre did it, he didn't just go and have a meeting and come back. He stayed for quite a while. Chinese Revolution. Trudeau's interest in China was already well known to its leaders. He'd written about them somewhat sympathetically. He struck them as a friend, and of course he had... Now, in 1973, Squirrel, communist sympathizing wasn't as accepted as it is today. We're idiot, fat slob, Chicago teacher union thugs. Teach it and promote it. Back then, this was frowned upon, communist sympathizing, because back then, people knew what that ideology led to led Canada into recognizing Peking before the global flood began. Understandably then, the mood was good, with both sides warming to each other. But it's hard to be sure what, in concrete terms, will flow from all this goodwill. Exchanges galore, scientific, medical, cultural. The agreements, to quote one Canadian official, cover everything but the kitchen sink. The Tudor advisers would argue they obtained far more than they came for, including the personal endorsement of Chairman Mao for the new direction in Sino-Canadian relations. But frankly, they aimed low, just in case they failed. The Chinese sincerity will watch very carefully in the months and years ahead. What, for example, will flow from the new trade agreement? There was nothing specific in the agreement signed in Peking. And the New Deal on consulates, will the location of Canada's new consulate in Canton achieve what Ottawa wants, a clearinghouse for Chinese immigrants to be reunited with their families in Canada? And will there be, in fact as well as in promise, easier access for Canadian businessmen generally? The Chinese have let in only the businessmen selling the goods they want. So, the so you want to know how China achieved what's called favored nation sta- status? is because it had corrupted those political leaders that could give it favored nation status so it never had to abide by any of the rules, any of the taxes, any of the costs. And that's what made them very, very rich. But what else they did is intellectually they infiltrated politicians and parties. The Trudeau family is very well infiltrated. Not the whore mother, she was just easy peasy, but the father who would go on to be prime minister twice after this and it's very important to hear him we discussed a great many subjects uh, chairman Mao uh, asked a lot of questions about canada its geography its climate in terms of uh, production particularly of agricultural goods uh, wheat in particular um, he was very interested in uh, our northern reaches in uh, questions relating to the arctic from there, we uh, went to other areas of the world. We uh, discussed the Middle East at some length. We um, had some general discussions on problems of, of peace in the world. And it was over the course of days, Squirrel. Days. And uh, we... Uh, had a further exchange in, in matters of, uh, of Canada's history and its, uh, its evolution and uh, even some discussion of its parliamentary system. I wonder, Pierre, you communist sympathizing traitor, I wonder when you were talking with him if you knew 
if you understood who you were talking to. You see, Squirrel, when they talk about dictators who are murderers, everyone says Hitler. That's how you could tell how smart they are. Hitler wasn't even an appetizer to Uncle Joe Stalin, who wasn't even close to the entree of Mao Zedong. Who was the biggest mass murderer in the history of the world? Most people probably assume that the answer is Adolf Hitler, architect of the Holocaust. Others might guess Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin, who may indeed have managed to kill even more innocent people than Hitler did, many of them as part of a terror famine that likely took more lives than the Holocaust. But both Hitler and Stalin were outdone by Mao Zedong. From 1958 to 1962, his great leap forward policy led to the deaths of up to 45 million people. Easy. Four years, 45 million people. Four years. That's the great leap forward. Where have I heard that forward before? Oh, yeah. Baraki likes big butts and he cannot lie. Easily making it the biggest episode of mass murder ever recorded. Mao thought that he could catapult his country past its competitors by herding villagers across the country into giant people's communes. In pursuit of a utopian paradise, everything was collectivized. People had their work, homes, land, belongings and livelihoods taken from them. In collective canteens, food, distributed by the spoonful according to merit, became a weapon used to force people to follow the party's every dictate. As incentives to work were removed, coercion and violence were used instead to compel famished farmers to perform labor on poorly planned irrigation projects, while fields were neglected. A catastrophe of gargantuan proportions ensued. So they had a problem. They killed all the planters, they poisoned all the fields, and they did it to kill all the people, just the ones that were making waves. And then there's uh, the link between Xi Jinping and America. Do you know what that link is, Squirrel? I bet you don't. Nestled along the banks of the Mississippi River, the town of Muscatine in Iowa is a world away from China, both geographically and culturally. But it's a special place for Chinese President Xi Jinping and also the heartland for China-U.S. relations. Visiting in 1985 as part of an agricultural delegation, she stayed with a local family in this unassuming home at 2911 Bonnie Drive. And now the house is open to the public, dubbed as the Sino-U.S. Friendship House. As vice president, she returned to Iowa in 2012 to meet some of his old friends. He gave his Iowa hosts a banner as a present. Yeah, and that house where this communist stayed is a museum now why would it be a museum gives a rip that this idiot went and stayed there i don't understand any of that but then it all becomes very clear because the new mao zedong is xi jinping china's rubber stamp parliament has overwhelmingly voted to abolish presidential term limits clearing the way for xi jinping to remain president for life the move makes xi the most powerful president since mao zedong and highlights his meteoric ascent now, you may ask, what does this have to do with a talk radio show that talks about American politics and business? I'm, I, I pay attention to what they say. It doesn't make sense to me. Joe Biden, who never stays up past five, travels there at night, spends the evening where? We don't know. And then when he comes out, he says this. Xi Jinping asked me in the Tibetan plateau, could I define America? I could have. Uh, no, 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 no. Is a Tibetan plateau like the Himalaya squirrel? I, I don't know. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the, foot, uh, foot, foot, excuse me, in the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. A lot of time with Xi Jinping. A lot of time reminiscing. And uh, Canada, by the way, is embroiled in its own election fraud. Did you know that, squirrel? I bet you didn't know that. 
It's true. The prime minister is set to speak to reporters this afternoon following an announcement with Ontario Premier Doug Ford. It comes amid growing calls for the Trudeau government to call an inquiry into allegations of Chinese foreign interference into the 2021 federal election. Opposition MPs are demanding Trudeau's chief of staff testify at House of Commons committee investigating election interference with more. See, in Canada, they accuse the Chinese Communist Party of needing the son of the communist sympathizer, Pierre, this idiot, Justin, who's a combination of his schizophrenic mother and his communist father. They need him in that spot. They need Joe Biden in that spot. It's starting to make a lot of sense to me why we're in this predicament. So to assume that the Biden administration is looking for American success, the premise is wrong. The Biden administration is a traitor. He is an asset of the Communist Party. That's why he's always mentioning Xi Jinping. And that's why he's always giving that Democrat lipstick on the pig. We're going to make it better. Opportunity. What did he say to this idiot? Xi Jinping asked me in the Tibetan Plateau, could I define America? And I could have said the same thing if he asked about Canada. I said, yes, one word. And I mean it, one word. Possibilities. Nothing is beyond our... I think the one word you're searching for, wrinkled-ass, diaper-wearing, dementia dimwit, is traitor. You, Trudeau, your entire party, are traitors. They're not looking for American achievement. You're looking for American failure. And that's what we're experiencing right now. The good news is, even the Saudis, who were never really known for their sense of humor, and if you ever watch Saudi TV, in particular their version of Benny Hill, this guy looks like he... Uh, Washes his testicles first with the washcloth, then his face. Even he's making fun of Joe Biden. God bless you, and God bless America. And they're mimicking Joe Biden. Walking around, doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July, and they even mimic the relationship between the Chinese communist sympathizer Trudeau and the Chinese American asset who was installed, not elected, I wonder if there's a connection between the election fraud in Canada and the election fraud we call Joe Biden. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You may remember at one of those Fourth Reich meetings... Xi Jinping, who, by the way, speaks English. He lived here. He does that Putin thing where they pretend they don't know what you're saying. He wanted to pull the son of a whore and a communist sympathizer to Mao Zedong. He wanted to pull him over and really let him know, shut your mouth. The leaks are getting annoying. There's enough, maybe, maybe there's enough smart people to see what a traitor you are as well. You can't hear the background noise because a microphone picked it up. It's a, through a translator as Xi Jinping is talking to Trudeau like he was his mother. And he says to him, everything we discussed is link, leaking to the papers. That's not acceptable. And Trudeau stood there. Same look on his face his mother had on Monday after the Rolling Stones dropped her off on the curb. <laughs> If there is a 
Canada will believe in your part. free and open and frank dialogue, and we will continue to have. We will continue to look to work constructively together, but there will be things we will disagree on, and you will understand. And then Trudeau walks away like a scared little dog. Paula, you, you spoke with Trudeau about China, specifically those suspected Chinese spy balloons. Yeah, I got to tell you, Jake, that's all anyone can talk about in this town and this country, for that matter, is Chinese interference and in so many forms, not just the balloons and, quite frankly, buoys that they found in the Arctic, but also a more insidious kind of Chinese surveillance. And that would involve interference into elections or even spying that is going on in this country. Some of it has implicated the Trudeau government itself. They deny that they had any knowledge of this. But again, these are thorny issues that, as Phil said, President Biden and the they have the same tumble going on in China. I mean, in Canada, excuse me, because they recognize China as what it is. Infiltrating and sabotaging the principles of freedom, the principles of sovereignty. This plan is working exactly as they need it to. And they have all the key positions, all the key members placed in all the key places. And it's the reason. Do not get upset as Joe Biden implements and insists on policies that'll bankrupt and weaken us. That's what he's been paid for. So today, I applaud China for stepping up. Excuse me, I applaud Canada. Oh, don't get your notes mixed up, diaper wearer. Ta-da! You can tell what I'm thinking about China. Won't get into that yet. I can tell what you're thinking. I know exactly what you are, traitor. That's what you are. Uh, Jim and Lyle. Sean, fascinating. This is why I learn only from you. Oh, Other thanks. talk shows I don't. Oh, I, I, you're telling me that in 1973, Mao is asking Pierre Trudeau about his agricultural fields in the North American continent and its topography. They had designs back then. What? Yeah. This is gold. Where did you get this tape? What is it? Oh, uh, you could you could Google it. It'll be on it'll be on YouTube. It's st- I think it's still on YouTube, right, Honey Bunny? Where did I send it to you? YouTube or Rumble? I examine all of it. You know what? We're going to put you on hold. She's going to send it to you because this is the thing you have to understand. This didn't happen overnight. Joe Biden is merely the the close destination that the Chinese Communist Party has set America on since the early seventies. Richard Nixon. Absolutely. And his uh, his fat guy whose name he's still alive too. The son of a gun's never died. What's his name? Kissinger. 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 And Henry, Henry Kissinger, Kissinger were also the useful whores. Richard Nixon. I don't know if you know this about him. He was busted. He grew up in in the depression, poverty stricken. For fifty dollars, he'd smack his mother in the face with a shovel. He was always a whore, piece of garbage that he is. So that's why. Hold on, we're going to get it to you. Thank you very much, Michael Southside, Mike. Hey, I usually don't call in this early, but uh, I, I talked to your little honey bunny there, and I'm 61. My father was a professor of economics on the college campuses in the late 60s and early 70s, and he was always the odd man out because he was, you know, properly catechized Catholic, so he understood catechesis. He was an economist. He understood capitalism, and he was always the odd man out. And I was, like, so well-versed in everything that you're talking about right now. I mean, right now I'm looking at the book Thomas Sowell, Marxism, right? So it's here. Now, what, what, what is Kamala Harris's father? Kamala Harris's father identified himself as a Marxist economist at USC. 
You everybody want to know? Oh, I don't know why she's there. I mean, aside from Willie Wilson and her being the fluffer, she's been groomed as a Marxist her whole life. Her Willie Brown. Did I say Willie Wilson again? I get them all confused. And Willie all Brown. these people love Bernie Sanders, who went to Russia on his honeymoon. I mean, it's just. I mean, these Americans during the Cold so War. During the Cold War. Yeah. Now, if you go to Russia for your honeymoon, it's just because you want your dollar to go farther or your ruble. Well, and, and, you know, and these Americans who hate Trump, the reason why they hate Trump is they hate an alpha male. These world leaders who are males on the world scene are the most effeminate. The other thing is Trump wasn't groomed in this. Trump has been saying for decades he did not like the relationship. Trump wanted America to succeed. The saboteurs we call politicians want America to fail. Thank you very much. I'm going to play another one. Do I have time? Ah, son of a gun. Is it really 430? All right, hang on. I'm going to, I got another one for, I got a lot of more for you. Quote Mr. T, most underrated actor. He should have won an Academy Award. I'll be back after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show. At AM 560, the answer. AM 560, the answer. Remind me to talk about the Syrian airstrikes too, Squirrel, when we clear the board. I'm sure those will go as famously as the Barack Obama 90% of the drone strikes killing innocent people. But this time, I'm sure they got it all solved. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Sean, that was an amazing opening. Um, I hope that you'll have on Michael Malice, who wrote The White Pill, which is an amazing book. But if anybody doesn't want to read, they can just watch him on YouTube on all the uh, interviews that he's done on his book. This book documents everything. He went on the Glenn Beck show. That's where I saw him. I've never read his book. But I've seen him around, you know, the... Why do we have a bad connection? What, are you talking into a a Campbell's soup can? What are you talking into? The NSA got your phone tag? Oh, sorry, sorry. My my speakerphone went off. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, Anyway, I was talking about the book The White Pill by Michael Malice. All right, and yes. he documents everything in communism, and he's been shoo-shooing, you know, all these uh, conservatives because they don't know much about communism. So I'm so glad you're talking about. It. I hope you'll have him on the show because that is an amazing book. We will conservatives efforts. really need yeah. to read that book to know. Well, I'm going to read the book. Bo- I'm going to read the book. This I'll read it this weekend. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right, thank you. Bye. I thought she was going to talk about Adolf. Uh, George Naperville. Sean, I agree with what you brought up earlier. The Democrats had full-blooded American values back then. There, there was ethnic pride, but their allegiance was to America. They put the flag out proudly. They believed in freedom, not slavery. And cowboys and Indians were all over television because they represented the rugged individual making his own way. Yeah, but I'll tell you what I told my friend from Melrose Park, who I haven't talked to in years. I'll tell you what I told him today. And I blame my relatives, my friends as well. You voted that way, and you turned those neighborhoods into Democrat strongholds because you wanted in on the scam. You knew it was a scam. Melrose Park knows the Chicago Democrat Party, Mike Madigan, it's a freaking fix. And they just want in on it. Well, this is what it looks like when you complacently bend knee to a party that has long vision versus your measly freaking pension and your job. Now look what you did to the country your parents fought for. You turned it into a bastion of corruption that the people they fought thrive in to this day. You happy? You get to sit around, eat linguine and clam sauce, pretend you earned your pension? Oh, that's perfect. Cream Puff Jim. 
I was talking about oh, you, yeah. chubby. Hi, Sean. How are you? Splendid. How are you? I don't know if you're really just in the flesh. I'll have to come down to Florida and see if you're really alive. Oh, yeah. But I was going to talk about I was talking about Biden's speech about 10 days ago about HUD housing and how to how to uh, hold, to put a roof over the homeless's head. Well, you, the, the government it, created the homeless problem. Then they keep them high on drugs. I think we should well, move them into, into, into Chicago. It doesn't matter. Every, every, skeleton, every skeleton on this earth... We guys, we are in the in the uh, in the Four Seasons or Rich Carlton. Your skeleton and the skeleton next to you. Oh, are you going to give me the Nietzsche? Know. Are you reading Nietzsche? Are you reading Nietzsche again? Come I, on, I, of course I, of course I read Nietzsche. Of course, course I read Nietzsche. Of course you did. I could tell who you read. I know who you read. <laughs> You think you come on? Not on your best day back in the in the sixties when you were svelte and you could see your feet without a mirror. Well, that's what, Not even that could you outsmart. It was, it was created in the sixties. It was created. It was a war of poverty that created it. Oh, it was created in the eighteen sixties. And no, once again, well, no, you know where that the, problem uh, exists. Wait a minute. Yeah, sure. You know where that problem exists in your Democrat ghettos and sewers. The good news, Jim, is you can move them right into the business district. You got five million vacant a- acres or, or square feet in what used to be the financial district in the sewer of Chicago. And that's why the developer in Wilmette threw the fundraiser for little Lori Lightfoot. And don't worry, he's got a lot of money. And he's going to get this other Marxist who's going to be your mayor. And before you know it, those people who are victims of policy called the homeless and the poor and the welfare, they'll be living in what used to be business. It doesn't matter because they're not interested in what's best for the city. They're interested in nationalizing that property. See, I read it too. I just looked at it a little di- differently. I knew Nietzsche was a scumbag who wasn't half as smart as Marx, who hated his father and his mother, but he loved Ingalls. I think he loved him with his pants off. Uh, Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Splendid. Hey, uh, I'm watching on the news. They're so corrupt they can't even get it straight, man. They're talking about... Uh, Canada wants to wants America to toughen up its northern border instead of saying Canada wants its southern border protected like we should be doing. <laughs> I've had this theory for a while, man. They take the north, uh, the east and the west coast. Now they come into the Midwest, Chicago, and they turn it into San Francisco. Now they're wanting to go north and south and, and Lloyd, put what their so-called what, democracy. What you're watching is what Nietzsche and Marx and Stalin and Mao I don't know who the morons were. And what, what you're dreamt of. You have minute-to-minute propagandists selling failure as successes, selling the principles of Marxism and communism and collectivism. It's all collectivism. That's what it is. And that's why those news-talking idiots, these mannequins, they don't even know what they're saying, but they're happy to say it. Bill and Hinsdale... Yeah, Sean, I, I was just telling Bunny, like, what, what, what is this? Why are we wasting 50 cents to fly to Canada to make these two idiots feel good about their crappy approval rating? It's a joke. Joe Biden's a guy who, he's like a high school baseball player against the crappy high schools. And Bill, then they went there. Good, they went there to talk in private, in quiet. They went there to see how they could please their master, Xi Jinping. Because Xi Jinping is the master of Joe Biden and the son of a whore and a communist sympathizer, Justin Trudeau. Xi Jinping was born in 1953, the princeling son of a revolutionary hero who was promoted to China's vice premier by Chairman Mao. As such, Xi lived a privileged childhood in Beijing until his father was Persian. And 
now he's in, he's the he's the one and only extrapolating from published population statistics historians have speculated that tens of millions of people died of starvation but the true dimensions of what happened are only now coming to light thanks to the meticulous reports the party itself compiled during the famine what comes out of this massive and detailed dossier is a tale of horror in which Mao emerges as one of the greatest mass murderers in history, responsible for the deaths of at least 45 million people between 1958 and 1962. How many agricultural acres does China own in this country? Is it 400,000? I think it's a little bit more than Bill Gates, who also has an allegiance to the Chinese Communist Party. Where does he get all his money? 312-642-5600. <laughs> I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. You know what's funny, too, about all of these freaks that are the philosophers of the modern-day Marxist mafia? They all had a propensity to go after young kids sexually. Did you know that, Squirrel? Oh, longtime scumbags. Whether it's John Maynard Keynes, who at the time of his death was involved with a 16-year-old boy, or if it's Marx, Ingalls, or Nietzsche. They all liked kids. Makes a little more sense about our current climate, doesn't it? This is a Biden nominee. Her name is Marion Gasol. She's another clueless judge, and she wants to eliminate the idea that pedophiles have to register and can't live within certain feet of schools and whatnot. And our old Senator Kennedy exposes yet another Democrat mafia fraud. Children are not safer because registered sex offenders are prohibited from residing near schools, parks, daycare centers, and other places where children tend to gather. End quote. Did you write that? I co-wrote that author, that article. Yes, sir. Okay. When you wrote it, did you believe it? I did. Okay. That's another judge in the Biden regime. She'll be sitting on cases, and the pedophiles will be steered to her court, and they will walk, because this is who we're dealing with. The goal is not the same. Let that argument go. Do not aggravate yourself. You're not having an argument with your business partner about the best way to succeed. They are undermining the principles of this nation. They are undermining its law to be used as a shield of the honest man rather than the spear of the fascist, the Marxist, the communist. And that's why people are still sitting in jail for doing nothing other than protesting what I'm describing to you. Joe Biden not only didn't win, he's put there by communists, Marxists, mafia members. And he is delivering. So when you see the economy on the wobble and the funny money coming in to only the targeted businesses that kick back 30%, just like Ukraine, because that's a company, that ain't a country. When you see that happening, no, it's because he's delivering on what he is supposed to do. Weaken our country while strengthening the communists, Marxists, fascists around the world. It's the Fourth Reich. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Splendid. How are you? Good. First thing I want to say is uh, enjoy your weekend. Relax a little. I always relax, buddy. I, I, I have the best listening. You, do, you should see me. I'm tan. I got flip-flops on. Hey, let me look. I'm not wearing underwear. This is living, baby. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, continue. 
What I wanted to say is you had a guest on uh, the other day who was talking about transgenders a little bit and about gender. Just the ones in uh, skirts with their balls hanging out. Go ahead. Right. What I wanted to say is uh, that these uh, transgenders, um, why why do they award them with uh, awards for women? Because they couldn't cut it in our world. They couldn't cut it in the man world, so they put on skirts and they go be women. And apparently they're doing it better than the other women. Go ahead. Especially when it's the Woman History Month, yeah, and they uh, and they give out a courage uh, a woman's courage award to a transgender. Yeah. Now, okay, I understand if you want to identify as a woman, that's fine, but they shouldn't be able to get awards that are meant for women. Ah, they're giving the out awards for women. It's for women, not for men. The real women just, don't need rewards; they just need oh, men just to stick up for them, they, and that's what we do. Right. We stick up for them. They don't need awards. Really, you think they want that, that real women, women like our mothers, your mother, my mother, squirrel's mother, women, women, American women, you think they need the approval of this freak? Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental, and behavioral health. Hey, pal, just do me a favor. Cross your legs when you sit down. I don't want your balls falling out of a skirt. Mitchell displains. Hey, uh, Sean, did you know that Nixon was a Quaker from Yorba Linda, California? His half his family was sick. His brother died of TB. He never had a chance to compete against the, you know, the and elite. Climb me a river. It gives him no reason to be a traitor to my country and enrich himself after, after the Rockefeller Summit in New York, where he basically ruled against everything he ran on. Please, well, that piece of garbage. They should dig him up so I could park my bike in his ass. Go ahead. Do you, do you know that Nelson Rockefeller was the VP to uh, what you would call it, to uh, Ford? And do you know why Ford pardons Nixon? Do you know? Do you know why? Do you know what yeah. that's about? No. Because why? to be the pigs was under Nixon and Eisenhower. The Bay of Pigs screwed up. Now, okay, Nelson, uh, yeah. Operation 40 took yeah. out Kennedy. Yeah, but Nelson, that, listen, Ford, Nelson was, was the one, Mitchell, you're, you're yelling. Nelson was the one who died in a whorehouse. Did you know that, Squirrel? Yeah, he came and went at the same time. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Thanks for making it. I heard that this uh, uh, little um, real naive and dumb little um, nitwit uh, called Otacio Cortez. Yeah, but she, she can a- make a Manhattan boy. Ooh. You ever yeah, see her make a drink? Oh, yeah, big tips. Go ahead. I'm sure. And the thing is, is so she makes, she's, she's been, come out of the school system with all her brainwashing, and she makes this comment about uh, she's for freedom. Uh, and she's uh, against the fascist stuff. In her context, was she's for the freedom of the government and the government, like a, um, uh, a board of education, and to take over all the training of the kids and everything. And that the parents are the fascists, and she's against that. I mean, what the heck are we? She's we, we a real here, problem here. Here's the thing to remember, Craig. She is the uh, Democrat mafia's version of Nixon. She preaches one thing and enriches herself. She's been involved in two campaign finance scandals. Not to mention, when she shows up at something, she's got $6,000 worth of clothes on. That's my kind of socialist. Kind of like Trudeau's mom. Just a whore you could buy. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... 
personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. The government isn't interested in creating safety. They're interested in controlling people. The areas like the one we're from. Ghettos, sewers, gang-banging, drug-dealing scourge have no problem buying guns. You can get it for 50 bucks. Tearing up the streets of Chicago. Is the effort in putting these scallywags in prison? No. It's in keeping them out. The effort is in taking your guns away. This new Fourth Reich Mafia. Is very has a very deep bench. Matt Gates was discussing with the new ATF punk, some child, never did anything in his life except pay allegiance to the Fourth Reich. He's now a big shot in the ATF. The nonpartisan government accountability office issues a report in June of 2016. Firearms data. The ATF did not always comply with the Appropriations Act restriction and should better adhere to its policies. Mr. Wilcox, you're the witness the Democrats have invited here today. Are you familiar with that report? I am. And does the fact that the ATF broke the law concern you? Um, The report, I believe, supported ATF's action in cataloging records to stop crime. I'll read from it. It says, a technical defect allows ATF agents to access data, including purchaser data, beyond what ATF policy permits. Do you take any... Umbridge with that conclusion? ATF has been collecting out-of-business records pursuant to a law signed by Ronald Reagan, and President Trump digitized more records than any other president. I don't care who did it. I'm just worried about the impact on my citizens. And I would acknowledge there may be Republican presidents who didn't do enough in the 80s to protect our gun rights. But on this finding, the ATF had to delete 252 million records, didn't they? So this is a tool that's helped solve 50% of crime. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did they have to delete 252 million records? What I know about this tool is that it's Th- a That's how I'm asking tool. you. Did they what ha- this fascist pig knows is he has the information on 250 million Americans. He knows exactly the weapons they bought. He knows when they bought them. He knows how much am- ammunition you buy. They know everything. They don't know about the Ukrainian oligarchs that are stealing our money, but they know what you did since the 80s for sure. My next guest is putting up a fight against this kind of abuse, against this kind of fascism. He's a spokesman and the California State Director of Gun Owners of America. He also serves on the Board of Gun Owners of America's legal arm. His name is Sam Paredes. Sam, thank you for joining me. How are you? Sean, it's a pleasure and an honor to be with you. I am doing great. Man, I have had goosebumps listening to your 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 opener and... Um, your comments, man. Thank you. Let's Robert. let's get on with this, man. Yeah, because uh, I'm I'm going to be a terrible slave, Sam, and uh, most Americans are. Yet it, these 537 political whores and their apparatchiks of the Fourth Reich are determined to take away every freedom I have. And ultimately, the one piece that they're having a hard time with is my freedom to bear arms. This is really the goal, and it's in every law, whether it's Obamacare or any other policy these idiots pass. It's constantly to disarm the honest man. Well, making sure the true criminal, their drug runners and their contributors to campaigns, have an open flow of guns. How do we present this to the ordinary American who still thinks the Democrat Party is something from 1953? Well, um, actually, I think, Sean, uh, 
Sean, that Americans are opening their eyes right now and, and seeing the results of the leftist progressive policies of this that this country has been going in um, when they watch TV and they see our our cities being burned down by radical leftists and and police officers who are going on the air and saying folks uh, you're gonna have to protect yourselves because we can't come help you we're, we're here fighting uh, to the, uh, off these people so um, you're you're on your own and so <laughs> Americans are saying yeah we're on our okay uh, then I need a gun. And they're buying guns by the millions for the first time ever. And it's African-Americans, Hispanics, Asians, the entire uh, 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 kaleidoscope of, of uh, people are buying uh, guns in, in America, and they're learning how to use them. And, and that's the response. And that's it's because they are realizing, you know what? Maybe there's something about this Second Amendment that gives me a right that was given to me by God, not by government. And the, to protect myself. The hard thing for a guy like me is that I'm from Chicago. It's uh-huh. a ghetto. It's a ghetto. The mafia's never been stronger. The mafia is not three Italian guys talking about Monday night football or the spread or anything else or loan sharking. The mafia is the short in the pants Irish Democrats who have destroyed the quality of life, who are constantly operating to take away the freedoms of the law abiding, regardless of facts. This is the part that's, that annoys me. Every freaking day in Chicago, some honest person who luckily, luckily may have a gun or be saved by somebody from a gun, that story never gets reported. But what Mm -hmm. gets reported are the mass shootings. What never gets reported is the amount of people that are shot by somebody that the cops did their job and arrested 36 hours ago. So when facts don't matter, who's going to come to the rescue of the honest man? The honest man himself. That's, that's That's where the responsibility lies. When government falls apart and they cannot come to your rescue, which we should never in a free country expect that the government is going to come to our rescue for anything, we have to be able to take care of ourselves. And, and you, you know, you're absolutely right. People don't understand that three million times a year law-abiding citizens use guns to protect themselves and to become survivors against the, the, the criminal predators. Now, what's funny to me is the attack by the mafia, the Democrats, the mafia against the NRA, against gun owners of America. Uh, You seem to be the only lane that the Washington, D.C. whores, the political whores, they don't like those lobbyists. But when it comes to lobbyists of big pharma, of the military industrial complex, of the scams that are the golden geese of their campaign coffers, they love those lobbyists. Have you been able to figure it out? Now, we figured it out a long time ago that we are, are facing an implacable enemy that uses uh, uh, lying. To them, it is immoral for them not to tell a lie if a lie will further their cause. And that is what we hear often. And, and um, so, you know, and the politicians... First job is to get reelected. That is what is the single most important thing to them so that they can exercise the power that they have become drunk with to to wield over the, the population of the United States and, and each of the individual states. So when you understand the animal that you're fighting, you know, you don't bring a, 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 a um, uh, slingshot when you're fighting a lion. 
And so once you understand your enemy, you prepare to be able to deal with them appropriately. So we understand that these politicians are are totally against us. They're against the truth. Uh, they, they want control. They want to control every aspect of our lives. All the facts are on our side. All of Sam, the, ro- the, the rights are on our side. Yes. And you know, Sam, I'm going to, uh, I have a friend of mine down here mm-hmm. who's a new friend. I've only met him a handful of years ago, but I love mm-hmm. the guy. And he was, I don't even know if I, he worked in this, this, this government. He worked as somebody who wanted to do the right thing. He understood that the ATF really has an opportunity to disarm the Latin Kings, the Sinaloa cartel, the new generation cartel, every ticky tick uh, new uh, uh, gang in Chicago, the shoot off of the gangster disciples and the El Rukins. He knew that that's where he wanted to focus. Yet, those people in positions of power who are put there because of their political connections. The apparatchiks of the Fourth Reich, as I call them, guys like mm-hmm. Wilcox, who testifies before Congress, they become his boss. They never worked in the field, and they do not share the principles of bringing safety. What they want is to bring safety to the government, the abusive totalitarian government, and disarm those law-abiding Americans. They never go after the gangs. Can we correct these bureaucracies that are littered with literally tens of thousands of people? How do we combat the bureaucracies? Number one, we crush them in the courts as they try to strip away our rights, which we are doing from sea to shining sea right now um, uh, with regards to restoring the Second Amendment. Number two, we become active in in elections. And you know what, Sean, sometimes because of the makeup of the the, the political arena in Chicago, you know, it's going to be very difficult to, to elect somebody who believes like you do, but you can help. In other places that are marginal, where a little bit of help from somebody in Chicago can help elect somebody in Nebraska that's going to fight for their rights, and then we work to get a majority of people to turn things around. We're going to have an opportunity to vote for a president next year, and if we continue to support uh, Joe Biden as our president, shame on us. We need to get all of us together to stand up and say enough is enough. We are going to fight. We're going to elect somebody who believes in the Constitution, who believes in the Bill of Rights, who believes in our Declaration of Independence, and where all the power comes from that it's given us to by, by God. So, uh, yeah. so you, you, there's something you got to know about me. I moved to Florida because I would not be a slave to a corrupt, butter-handed mafia like the Chicago Democrats. And what I love about this country is federalism. And what I come on these airwaves and communicate to my fellow Illinoisan, or or my used-to-be a fellow Illinoisan, um, is that in Florida, we right now have open carry. There's been advances made to just constitutional carry. And we are about 21 states, give or take, that believe in the principles of Americanism. So my broader point is, You were kind, and I know you were, and I caught you, about it's going to be difficult. No, it's going to be impossible in a city and state that would welcome the kind of mafia Chicago and Illinois has. But it will be very, very possible in another state. Isn't it Mm -hmm. time to, to do what you said? And just forget about ever turning around these legacy mafia-run states, New York, New Jersey, Philly, and the rest of it. And then the the voting aspect, I don't believe Joe Biden won. I don't believe Joe Biden got 16 million more votes than Barack Obama or the Duchess of Chaffington, Hillary Clinton. I believe they've got the system beat. So now, isn't it the only thing I can do for my freedoms and my, my, is to make sure that either myself or my children, if I'm anchored by love and affection, get the hell out of these, 
Democrat mafia states. Isn't that the mm-hmm. point we're at, in your opinion? Well, it's, it's, it's pretty close. And, and the net effect of that is that as we go and bolster and strengthen that portion of America that is free, which is the vast majority, we begin to marginalize the impact of these cities like Chicago and New York and Baltimore and, and you know, on and on and on. Yep. Um, uh, Seattle, and as we marginalize them, and they cannot use the federal government as a piggy bank to fund every Tom, Dick, and Harry program that they can come up with, you know, the people sooner or later, e- even the poor people who live in, uh, in, in that don't believe they can get out of Chicago, uh, they will start to say, you know what, it's time for a change. Sam, Florida and, has and- poor people. We have a, the vast majority of this state is poor, but every single one of them, you just saw that Ron DeSantis won by the largest margin in state history, because mm-hmm. these are people who are waking up. And what I'm seeing in my own personal experience, regardless of any income, there's a love of country in these states. So at this point, when you see in the, in the Democrat strongholds, guys like Fetterman, when nobody even knows, mm-hmm. you know, this guy, come on, he can't get out of a room without a tour guide. Uh, when you see these kind of states win, you got to get the hell out of it. I mean, you, 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 you elected a bumbling buffoon, and he doesn't even have to be there. Because the reality is, what I think people are waking up to, the government is really a ghost job. Nobody knows where the hell these people are. They don't have to show up to work. All they have to do is secure the mafia that's cutting the check. It's really a, 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 a country where 22 million people who work for one form of government or another... They really don't have to do much to keep their jobs, do they? Uh, you, you are largely correct, I, but I am an optimist. Listen, Sean, I live in California, where we affect or worst infect, state in the country. We either affect or infect what happens throughout America. And yes, this, we have a beautiful state, and we have a remnant here that's willing to fight, to fight here in the legislature, to fight in the elections, and to fight in the courts. And, and the victories that we are now gaining in the courts are having an impact across the country. And the, the cases that we are involved in in Illinois and New York and Texas and across this, the country are going to have an impact here in California. So, uh, you know, I, I have hope that we, we may never, or for a very, in my lifetime, turn California around into a, a moderate or even semi-conservative state, but it's not going to be a state where they're going to be able to to defile its citizens by trampling on their Second Amendment rights, because we're going to shove that right down their throats, and there's nothing they're going to be able to do about it. And I'm wondering, I, so, I, I've observed something. I want to know if you if you feel the same way. To me, the, what, okay. the, the point of optimism is the people that are fleeing these failed nations. Those are often, that's the people that are going to agree with a guy like me. If you lived under Maduro in Venezuela and you know that you either have to kill your, your, your dog or go hungry, you come to America, you want to make sure that doesn't happen here. I think the bright spot in our nation, ironically, are the people who are fleeing these other hellholes because the Chicago Democrat short in the pants gangster, he loves it that way. He just wants a cushy job. You're never going to convince him. But if you mm-hmm. get these people who are from the former Soviet Union, the, the Cuba, uh, El Salvador, or whatever, and they're good people, those are the best Americans bar none. That's where our real hope lies. What do you think? Oh, I agree. We are, you know, our our country is was built on 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 immigrants and, and the melting pot and the coming together of the best of the best from all over the world coming to experience this 
unbelievable experiments in freedom and liberty and and to be able to have a dream that they could accomplish without being under the thumb of some you know rule or some royalty or some dictator and yeah. and and so i you know yes and we are still being built by uh, by people that are coming here uh you know we have to make sure they come here legally um but yeah. but, but you know it, that that's you know, we're still getting those people who are fleeing towards freedom and fleeing against tyranny. And that's what's going to happen, Sean. People are going to, so many people are going to leave places like Chicago and New York that there won't be a sufficient tax base in those cities to be able to pay for the, as you so-called, the mafia, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, a system yeah. that they have there because they're not going to pay their own taxes to pay themselves to do the cushy jobs that they have and to continue to have this this uh, uh, system of government that they uh, support there. They're not going to be able to do it. So as they push people like you out of uh, out of Illinois, um, they're losing the base that's going to be able to continue to fund them. And if we do our job and we elect a president who restores America to freedom and liberty and cuts off the the flow of of taxpayer dollars to these cities, there's going to be a radical change. It's going to happen. It's going to be like like rats it. abandoning the ships at sea because there's nothing else they can do uh, yeah. uh, uh, and to survive. So, uh, you know, that's why we keep fighting. And that, thank you for being a light, a beacon of, of light out there to share the information that people have to know and have to understand and have to learn about. So God bless you and thank you for that. Thank you, Sam. And I want everybody to check out Gun Owners of America. Now, I know you are the spokesman and the California State Director for Gun Owners of America. Uh, uh-huh. how, how is that mission going, and, and where can my people go to help and make sure that that well, mission succeeds? If you want to, to help in California, because like I said, California affects or infects the rest of the country, we've got the, 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 the central portion of the war is here in, in this state. You can go to gunownersca.com. Just Google Gun Owners of California. I hate to use that term, but yes, mm-hmm. you look on the Internet and look for Gun Owners of California. Our name will be the first one that comes up. If you care about what's happening in the rest of the 49 states and what's happening in Congress, go to gunowners.org. Gun Owners of America is the tip of the spear. We are, we are the ones that are leading and gaining the victories in Congress right now. We are the ones that are leading and gaining the victories in elections across the country right now. And we are the ones that are leading and gaining the victories in the courts whether it's New York or it's Texas or it's Illinois or it's Oregon or even here in California. Uh, and you can find out how you can get involved in this epic battle to restore the Second Amendment, which will support freedom and liberty from sea to shining sea, man. Sam Paredes, thank you so much for making yourself available. We're going to have you back, okay? At any time, I, I am at your disposal. Thank you very much, Sean. God bless you. Best best wishes to you. Thank you. Same to you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Didn't get a lot of calls on the banning TikTok or the guns. 312-642-5600. I want to dive into exactly another point of Tension I have with these Marxist mafia. Greg in LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, Greg. How are you? Happy Friday. Happy fantastic. Hey, well, yeah, while we're banning stuff, how about we ban, like, uh, 
Facebook and we ban how about insider trading in Congress? And how about we ban omnibus, omnibus billing? Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. I'm not big how on banning. Ban that kind of stuff? I'm a little concerned with how many people do not see the problem with it. And the reality oh. is there's other ways to achieve the goal. For instance, I have never figured out why lawyers haven't picked up on the fact that if companies are making you sign an acceptance of the idea that these Internet companies can access your microphone, but they're picking up people who didn't sign that, why isn't there massive lawsuits? Right? If I didn't download TikTok, but you did, and you and I are having coffee, and I'm talking about things, and the microphone is picked up, and that data is collected, well, I didn't sign it even though you did. Why is that allowed? Why doesn't why isn't there massive class action suits? Ironically, when this first came out, I thought that would be the first thing you heard about, but you hear nothing. All the lawyers in this country, I don't just mean Congress and the Senate. All the lawyers, nobody wants to sue for that. They'll sue Jewel you know. for, 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 for milk cartons. They they can't sue for this. Right. I think you know me well enough to know that I'm a classical liberal. I mean, that's pretty yeah. much where you're at where Richard uh, Richard A. Epstein is at, you know. Yeah. As little government as possible. I'm against banning, too. But you know what? Let's not be such broad and fake and moral cowards to realize or not to realize that we're just hypocrites. Yeah. We're hypocrites. Well, I'm not. And I, that's I, all I, the, the other thing I think that the country should have a rule on is communist regimes owning our land. And yet I hear exactly. nothing. Not, in all these hearings, I didn't hear anybody say, well, you know, maybe we should look at the fact if we're banning a company because it has ties to the Chinese Communist Party, why aren't we eminent domaining land that's owned by the Chinese Communist Party? And just think about the buildings in Chicago that nobody wants to talk about. The condos in Chicago that are owned by Chinese Communist Party members. And nobody wants to talk about that? Now nah, I want to talk about that. Then we could talk about the politicians that are owned by Chinese Communist members. See, I like all that stuff. But not banning the idea of property rights. I'm not big on that. Thank you very much, Greg. We think, therefore, we are... And when it comes to thinking, therefore, we are. Something that's very interesting to me is this, this vitriol is right now on MSNBC. We're talking about how the grand jury is now switching from Stormy Daniels to now they want Mark Meadows to testify before the same grand jury about Trump's actions on January 6th. Well, which one is it? So this is persecution, not prosecution. And this is the game. But one thing that was beautiful about Trump, whether you... You respected his tactics or you didn't. He brought out of the closet the kind of scum we're dealing with. And I want you to focus on something. This is somebody you've never heard of. And he, you would have never heard of him. He's, he's never achieved anything in his life. But when you look up his net worth, it says between 5 and $12 million Because his daddy, Michael Mouskowitz, that's a funny name, isn't it, Squirrel? Michael Mouskowitz, his daddy was a lobbyist all the way back to the 80s when little Moskowitz was born. And Moskowitz is now a rising star in the Democrat mafia in the, uh, in the fashion of a Jamie Raskin without the scarf on his head. Moskowitz wants to make fun of Comer. I just want to relay something that was just stated during the roundtable. Dr. McCary just said today at the select subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic's roundtable, the following, and I quote, greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic 
was the United States government. I, too, would like to get more more information. Now, here's little Moskowitz. And one thing that I like about this is how mad he is, how offended, how stupid it was for Donald Trump to make suggestions during a press conference, which I'll play later, of ways that we could combat the China flu, the Fauci-invested Wuhan virus, the greatest bioweapon released on mankind. What he's outraged at isn't the fact that the vaccines are killing more people than they've ever saved. It isn't the fact that for three years you still have morons walking around with with masks on to show their loyalty to the Democrat mafia. What really drives Moskowitz upset is that Donald Trump, during a press conference, made some suggestions. You know what? I'm going to play Donald Trump during that press conference before I let Moskowitz set the tone. With no silver bullet to knock out the coronavirus, President Trump is suggesting medical experts look into exposing the human body to light and heat as a possible treatment. Now, this was before he trusted these same people who were advising him and shut down the government. This is in the extreme early stages of the Fauci-invested greatest bioweapon to ever hit this planet, the China flu, Wuhan virus, China flu or Fauci flu, whatever you prefer. Supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light, and then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. President Trump even posing the question to Dr. Deborah Burks on his coronavirus task force. Deborah, have you ever heard of that, uh, the uh, heat and the light? Relative to certain viruses, yes, but relative to this Now, he fell into a trap where during a press conference they said, well, how would you do it if you you don't shut down the country? And I believe it was asked by some CNN hack. So during it, he's talking to the doctor with the scarf on her neck like she was Amelia Earhart. That is a treatment. I mean, certainly fever is a good thing when you have a fever. It helps your body respond. But not as I've not seen... It came after Bill Bryan, who leads Homeland Security's Science and Technology Division, said his researchers found the virus does not survive in warmer and more humid conditions. The virus dies the quickest in the presence of direct sunlight. But the virus has thrived in areas with... So Donald Trump, during a press conference, did what American business people do. You talk and you try to solve the problems at hand. See, the government doesn't do that. It's bribed by big pharma. It's bribed... And it's corrupted by money. So they don't do that. They do everything in the shadows, which is why now, when they release documents that we need to find the origins of this bioweapon, it's all redacted. Trump and business people and American business people solve problems. They weren't ready for that. So now Moskowitz, who never made a dollar in his life legally, his father's a a political pimp, a lobbyist whore, who owns these Democrats, which is why Moskowitz is a Democrat, because he was born very rich by his father evading taxes. He wants to cast on the rest of Americans who earn money. So let's listen to little tiny Moskowitz. I mean, was, was that person specifically talking about the misinformation that President Trump put out about maybe putting light into the body could get rid of COVID or maybe using a horse tranquilizer to get rid of COVID? Was he talking about the misinformation about maybe we can do like a cleaning of the body? You know, as, as now what's funny is you have that condescending tone. I said, son, pay attention when I talk to you. I'll slap the taste out of your mouth. You have that condescending attitude. See, but you've never worked. Your daddy, 
and your mother knew who to give a lap dance to, and from the looks of her, somebody was unattractive. However, you never had to solve a problem. You were born into wealth. And now you're in a position, and you've never had a job. Born in 1980, you're a child. You've never had a job outside of government. But you're smarter than Trump. You're smarter than the people who didn't want to believe that your drug, which is killing people at an alarming rate, is the answer, right? Mouskowitz. Misinformation. And so, you know, I, I'd like to find out the, the misinformation that was put out. You know, COVID's going to go away in like a couple of months. That misinformation, you know, there was a lot of misinformation that was put out. And so you know, I would love, we'd maybe hold a hearing on that, Mr. Chairman. I think that would be fantastic. Oh, you got some answers? Child, you have some answers? Now, here's the thing. Moskowitz was born into a multi-million dollar house on the east coast of Florida. So I hope I have the occasion to bump into little Moskowitz, who never achieved anything in his life. The problem is, his daddy also bribes Republicans. And Moskowitz's first job was in a Democrat stronghold area of, of East Coast Florida. However, he was also appointed by Ron DeSantis, which is troubling. Troubling. So anything we're going to ban should be with the money by the American pimps to turn out our republic into prostitution. So I don't want to ban TikTok, but I want to ban the way little Mike Mouskowitz, the father of this child, made his millions. Because maybe we could have avoided the second generation idiot, pimp, mafia member like Congressman Moskowitz in the future. That's what I'm into banning. The corruption in my government, which is the only systemic problem this country has. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now, the one thing that uh, the Democrats are good at a running cover for the leviathan of corruption that is the money scheme of lobbying, money in government. And it always brings me back to why it's going to be so difficult to find out any real information, any real facts, to really substantiate what we really know, what all the evidence points to. This is the greatest bioweapon invested in, created by, not just our government, but Big Pharma. Mr. Bensell, uh, Moderna recently paid NIH $400 million. Do you believe it creates a conflict of interest for the government employees who are making money now off of the vaccine to also be dictating the policy about how many times we have to take the vaccine? Good morning, Senator. Uh, indeed, we recently made, a, before Christmas last year, a $400 million payment to the NIH for uh, an old patent that they had developed, not related to COVID, but used... For an old patent you developed? Why are you paying all that money to the NIH? Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. We know that not because you told us, but because we forced you to tell us through the Freedom of Information Act. 
over $193 million was given to these 18 employee, 1,800 employees. Can you tell me that you have not received a royalty from any entity that you ever oversaw the distribution of money in research grants? Um, well, first of all, let's talk about royalties. That's the question. No, that's the question. Have oh, you ever no, overseen, have you ever received a royalty plan. payment from a company that you later oversaw money going to that company? Yes, you did, you corrupt whore. Yes, you did. So when Rand Paul had Anthony Blinken to research the origins, Anthony Blinken, the beady-eyed bastard, did exactly what he's good at. Senator, I think there are very important uh, debates that certainly go beyond my knowledge and expertise, for example, on gain-of-function, um, that uh, I know there's a, a vigorous debate about whether the risk um, outweighs the reward. I don't have the expertise uh, to know that. And but how do we have oversight or investigate so, it if you won't give us so a we So the uh, program that, uh, in this instance, USAID was involved in was not. They're in on it. They worked diligently hard to create it, just in case somebody ever held the office that wasn't in on the scam. And during his administration, they released it. Our enemy isn't rootin' tootin' Putin. It's the ideology of the American Democrat communist. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. It's almost me. as if the government protects the predators, victimizes victims. Chicago, 56 people were murdered by somebody on an ankle bracelet. How many people have been let out of prison since COVID started? How many people have been shot by somebody who was arrested within 36 hours on a gun charge and released? Turns out in Chicago, 495 people just this year alone have been shot, 116 killed. Someone is shot in Chicago every 3 minutes and 59 seconds. Someone is killed in Chicago every 17 minutes and 6 seconds. How could this happen? Well, seems to me Kim Fox is doing a hell of a job in protecting the predator. My next guest is an expert in this field. He is widely recognized as a policy expert in crime control, national security, immigration, homeland security, and drug policy at the Heritage Foundation. His name is Charles Cully Stimson. Stimson, excuse me. Cully, thank you very much for joining me. And I'm wondering, is there any way to interpret this experience other than it is intentional? No. <laughs> it is deliberate, it's intentional, and it's part of the playbook that every single Soros bought and paid for rogue prosecutor, and Kim Fox was the first in 2015, and then when she took office in 16, enact. And in their cities, which have the toxic trio of rogue prosecutors and defund the police or demoralize the police sentiments, uh, crime has exploded. And of course, you saw this in your city in 2016, way before the pandemic, uh, when murders spiked. And ever since she's been in office, it's not uh, Lori Lightfoot's fault. It's not 
the city council's fault per se. It's not the governor's fault, although there's a little blame to go around. It's the gatekeeper to the criminal justice system, the DA. She's the DA. There's 2,300 elected DAs around the country, and she's one of the worst of the worst. And this happens in every Democrat mafia stronghold. This is happening in New York, New Jersey, Philly, California. This, it seems to be George Soros is getting his money's worth. My question is, I'm an old market guy. I'm very familiar with George Soros. He likes to plummet currencies and make money on the way down. But I don't feel it's that obvious. It seems a little bit more nefarious to me. What, what, what is the conclusion you've come to? What is the reasoning for this? So uh, my co-author and I, Zach Smith, we're both prosecutors. I was a prosecutor at the local, state, and federal level. He was a federal prosecutor. And we've written a book uh, that's coming out in June called Rogue Prosecutors. And we've been writing about this phenomenon for almost three and a half years. And um, this is a deliberate outgrowth and the natural and probable outgrowth of, believe it or not, the prison abolitionist movement. And there is one. Angela Davis wrote a book, as I'm sure you're aware, called Are Prisons Obsolete? Of course, the answer in her mind is yes. We don't need prisons. That's nutty, of course, to anyone else. Um, and uh, so they decided that what they would do is, because they believe the entire criminal justice system is racist, of course it's not, uh, that you have to, quote, reverse engineer and dismantle, unquote, the criminal justice system. And so what you do in this adversarial system where you're supposed to have a real prosecutor pitted against a real defense attorney uh, and a real judge, they just replace the prosecutor with a pro-criminal anti-victim zealot and then they don't prosecute people. That's their that's their playbook. But this is the government's primary function. You know, the government isn't supposed to worry about my stove. It's not supposed to worry about my car. It's not supposed to manipulate days off. What the government is supposed to do is enforce the law. It is the prime reason we have a government. If the government isn't doing that, what is the point of the people pretending the government is a legitimate government founded in the rule of law versus what I accuse it to be, a corrupt mafia pro- promoting and protecting the money laundering scheme that is government Keynesianism, government control of the economy, because there's a lot of money in this. We're not talking about small money. How much money has he spent? And what are the people to do when the government isn't interested in protecting the peace and tranquility, but paying off its pimps? So we both know that there are fine people who raise their hand and engage in public service in the military like I did for 30 years, others who serve state or federal government. The problem is that when you have an office like the Cook County State's Attorney's Office, which has a budget of hundreds of millions of dollars and one of the largest DA offices in the country, and it's run by a person who unilaterally abuses her prosecutorial discretion and engages in prosecutorial nullification, refuses to prosecute entire categories of misdemeanors, waters down felonies and misdemeanors, doesn't jack up people who are career felons and ask for long prison sentences, don't ask for bail, and lie about the impact of her policies. The irony is that her policies and those of the other Soros uh, bought and paid for prosecutors is it's killing the very people they pretend to care the most about, black and brown inner city people. And they're not willing to admit it because that would show that their entire program is a facade. And why is it that they're immune to not just the principles of their office and the, and the founding of the nation, but they're immune to the facts of other areas, sometimes right next door, that abide by the principles of law, put criminals away, and have a much higher quality of life? I mean, 
Are we just to wait this out? I don't understand how we have no recourse. Can this person be removed? Isn't the federal government supposed to have oversight? If she's clearly not doing what the people are paying for, I mean, to, to vote in Illinois is truly the definition of futility. But what are ultimately they rely on the federal government to say this, this corruption is not acceptable. Well, look. Look, I was a federal prosecutor. You got a federal prosecutor here in the city of Chicago. Every ex-felon who's found in possession of a handgun or a weapon can be charged in federal district court on 18 U.S.C. 922G. That's ex-felon in possession. It's a minimum of five years. And you could scoop up a lot of ex-felons who have guns, and they're committing a lot of the crimes. But they're not doing that. So the federal government under this administration is not doing their part either. But as you know, the I know this is a quaint notion for some people. The government is supposed to be a government of the people, by the people, and for the people, and of enumerated powers at the federal level. And the state and the state alone has police power. So she's supposed to be the prosecutor. She's supposed to enforce law and order. But that's not what they do because they don't believe that's the role of the prosecutor because they don't like prosecutors. So people, real prosecutors, leave their offices in droves which has happened in that office, Gascon's office in L.A., and all the other offices where you have these Soros uh, minions who are basically public defenders with power. That's what Larry Krasner, the Soros bought and paid for rogue prosecutor in Philadelphia, called himself a public defender with power. That's how they see themselves. You know what I think my problem is? I I, I always believed that uh, this kind of corruption, this kind of obvious failing, and this kind of obvious ideological control of law was unconstitutional in my country. I watched as politicians from both parties swore to uphold it. How does it become this systemic to the bone marrow of our system? Because I have loved ones. I I, I left myself, but I have loved ones who couldn't for one reason mm-hmm. or the next. And they're they're yeah. quite frankly they're terrified of what it's like. They have to tell their kids not to head east, uh, not right. to even consider this. There is no John Wayne. There's no uh, nobody in the federal government that gives a rip. They're just so corrupted that even though a Republican Congress, does it have any teeth? Can they do anything? No. No, and they shouldn't because we are a democratic republic and the police power lies with the state. Uh, and the county elected DA is supposed to enforce the law. You don't want the federal government solving state government problems. You want the state government to do yeah. their job well. And so there's 2,300 elected DA offices around the country. There's 18,000 police departments around the country. There's not a criminal justice system. There are systems all over the country. And look, I think the pendulum is slowly starting to swing back. Um, Look in San Francisco. The son of the Weather Underground, his name was Chesa Boudin, was the elected DA. Why? Because Soros and their cutouts armed them with these feel-good sayings like, uh, reimagine prosecution and mass incarceration and reforming the criminal justice system. And who doesn't want to do that, especially progressives in the inner city? And what happens is when they put them into office, then they get slaughtered, literally, uh, in some parts of the city. And they booted him from office in a recall election a few months ago. They, the, the citizens of Baltimore, no Republicans really, uh, refused to put Marilyn Mosby, another Soros-inspired prosecutor, back into office since she lost her primary. George Gascon in L.A. He's had his two two recalls. He's survived both of them. But the second recall got 770,000 signatures by disaffected people, mostly Democrats, who said enough is enough. So the, the, the light is starting to shine on the pathetic outcome that's happening in these cities. And people are starting to wake up. And, yeah, they booted Lori Lightfoot. 
she deserved to get booted. But the real one is Kim Fox, because Kim Fox is the gatekeeper to the criminal justice system. She's the one that's going to pay the price, ultimately, politically. Kali, I have a question for you. It's been revealed that Kim Fox doesn't go to work. She's been in her office but a handful of times. Is there, um, the people pay for this. Is there some sort of mandate that people can demand that these politicians who, although they won office, do they not owe anything to the people who pay? Isn't there a mandatory, can we enforce her getting her lazy ass to the office? Or once they're in the spot, that's it. We just got to wait till the next election because she won re-election quite easily and that's the part that's really troubling yeah and remember that um and i know you may be shocked to hear this from me but this isn't really a democrat or republican thing or a left or right thing or a blue or red state thing this is a either you're for law and order or you're not thing so when soros uh uh was looking at places to run folks and he looked at jackie lacey of african-american female democrat elected DA of the L.A. County DA's office, the largest DA's office in the country with a thousand lawyers, and she didn't bend a knee to BLM, uh, and she didn't uh, indict a cop for a good shoot against a career felon. She ran, she primaried him, she primaried uh, Jackie Lacey with George Gascon. That's what happened to Anita Alvarez here, right? Anita Alvarez, Democrat, female Latina, first female Latina elected DA, state's attorney in Chicago. She didn't bend a knee to BLM, and then she didn't act quickly enough on the Quan McDonald case. Boom. Primaried her with Kim Fox, her deputy chief of staff. So um, this is what they do. This is their playbook. But, but honestly, I think the pendulum's swinging back, and the very people who thought they were electing a reform-minded person are realizing, you know what? This doesn't work for us. So they're, they're starting to wake up and smell the coffee. You know, Kali, I always believe that um, the problem is money. The, the ability for this scoundrel to be able to do this from a different country is outrageous to me. Now, I'm well aware that politician is the only industry where you can lie, you can cheat, you can underperform, and there are no recourses. They're held harmless. The people can be victimized by uh, corruption and incompetence, and there's this shield that protects them. So Kim Fox cannot be sued for her performance. But why is it smart attorneys in America haven't devised a way to sue foreign investors in failure, which is what George Soros is. George Soros is paying people to fail. Why can't the American citizens, the people who have to live under this corruption, sue George Soros directly? After all, why in the world would some foreign investor give hundreds of millions of dollars to these little ho-dunk lawyers running for office? Can the people sue George Soros? for nefarious contribution that I just made up? I don't think so. Uh, I'd have to study it. I haven't studied it. And remember that there's 2,300 elected DA offices around the country. In many of these races, Sean, there's no financial limit on what you can give. Some of them have caps, uh, but the money oftentimes does not come directly from him. It comes to PACs, political action committees like Color of Change or Safety and Justice PAC, which are registered in the state and then Send the money to these DAs who win. And by the way, most of these DA races, Sean, before 2018, were low visibility, low dollar affairs. People didn't really even know who their DA was. Just like, by the way, during the pandemic, most people didn't care about or know who their school board members. And they realized later, holy cow, it really does matter who you put on your school board for your kid's education. And here's a term I hope you start using besides rogue prosecutor, which we came up with a few years ago. Uh, and that's the name of our book that comes out June 26th. 
mm-hmm. public safety privilege. Many people, most people in this country have the privilege of public safety. They pay for it through their taxes and they live in a place where they enjoy the safety of the, of the public public safety privilege. But people in bad parts of town, and you know where we're talking about it, the inner city in Chicago and other places, they don't, through no fault of their own. And most of them are law-abiding folks, but there's bad people in those neighborhoods, and the Kim Foxes of the world don't, don't give a patootie about them. And so when you don't enforce the law and you allow criminal activity to continue and flourish, it's those people who pay the price big time. And you know what's so upsetting? Cully, is that these areas, although ghettos, although there's very little honest money, there are hundreds of millions, if not billions, of drug money. And that market goes unscathed, unchallenged. They are the ones that are flourishing. It is amazing to me the kind of numbers we're talking about. When you look at the revenue that's generated by the new generation, Sinaloa cartel, you look at these street gangs. And it was funny to see Lori Lightfoot want to see sue individuals for money, when the reality is the, the infrastructure of that corruption has to reach polit- politics. This can be the only explanation why everybody knows where to buy the drugs. Everybody knows the drug houses. And you've got a system so corrupted that the good people are afraid to even tell because they know the government's not going to protect them. I feel like we've been the victims of a coup d'etat of the most scandalous, nefarious corruption that any citizen can face, the corruption of the government itself. And I'm searching for some sort of answer, somebody to come up with something other than an election, because I have no faith in the election system in these Democrats. Well, I'm not where you are, and I don't think it's as bad as you think it is, and I certainly respect your opinion. But you and I both know, I mean, I was a homicide prosecutor in Maryland and in D.C. I went to a lot of homicide scenes or uh, shootout scenes. I've talked to lots of police and detectives and FBI agents and citizens who live in those neighborhoods. And those people uh, who are living there through no fault of their own, they were born there. Uh, they didn't get a good education because the education system sucks where they are. Um, and the jobs aren't there. Uh, they're God-fearing, law-abiding people. They know who the criminals are and the drug dealers are in their neighborhood. They're petrified of them. And they don't want fewer cops on the street. They actually want more cops on the street. And so there's such a disconnect between the public safety privilege, white elite know-it-alls who don't live in those neighborhoods and the people who suffer the brunt of these wacky policies. Uh, And I think the gap, though, is closing because they're becoming more and more vocal. Uh, You see, for example, the Association of Deputy District Attorneys, the union in the DA's office in L.A. They're luckily for them, civil service protected. There's a thousand lawyers in that office and they've sued their own boss, George Gascon, numerous times and won some of those cases because he's forcing them to drop cases that the law requires them to bring or charges that they're required to bring. That doesn't happen in the East because those lawyers are at will employees. So the Soros bought and paid for rogue prosecutors just fire them and, and or they leave office like in Kim Fox's uh, office because they're disgusted they yeah. signed up to be a prosecutor. They want to be a real prosecutor. And then their boss is a mamby-pamby rogue prosecutor who's basically pro-criminal anti-victim. And they're like, "Get, I'm getting the hell out of here. I can't deal with this. I want, I wanted to be a real prosecutor. Well, in there lies uh, the so, optimism. Yeah. 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 And so I just think that I think I think that the, I think the pendulum is slowly, slowly starting to swing. The problem is there's thousands of dead people and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of victims uh, in, in the in the 
in the wake behind this right yeah. now already. I keep waiting. You know, we we I, we have to cover a lot of stories, and it's the honor roll student that gets shot in the car on her. You know, she was sitting there talking to right. her friend. It's the it's right. the seven year old, the eight year old, and uh, when you see that these prosecutors have been put in place for um, criminals who were often arrested and they died in the process, which I don't agree with anyway. But to see the kind of hero they made a, a real scumbag like George Floyd, who, who was a, a rat of a human being, and you see that he is you know, talked about as if he's a saint, you start to lose faith in this process that embraces the corruption rather than resisting against it. Well, you just he, obviously, he obviously did not deserve to be killed, nor does right. anybody deserve to be killed. We believe in the rule of law, and the problem is that these rogue prosecutors don't believe in the rule of law, and they engage in prosecutorial nullification. Uh, so that's why we have a whole chapter dedicated to Kim Fox. It's a long chapter. Uh, when our book comes out, we have eight particular chapters on eight rogue prosecutors. And it's not a boring, think-tanky book. It is a book like a beach read. So each chapter starts with real crime stories from real cases in those cities, and then goes into exquisite detail there, and then shows but for the policies of the, that DA, those murders, those rapes, those awful crimes would not have happened. Uh, and then the way forward. And we also have a whole chapter on the money and follow the money. So I hope folks get it when it comes out. Uh, and the Amazon pre-order uh, link will be up soon. It's called Rogue Prosecutors. Well, I want one signed, and I will buy five and Got get it. them away on my show. Got a deal? Do it. Great. He, he is Charles awesome. Cully. Stimson, thank you so much for coming on the show. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for writing the book, and you gave us all a little hope. There is hope, aside from packing up and moving, which I still recommend. But You just can't go yeah. for the head fake. When you yes. hear reimagine and all this other stuff, that's a Soros rogue yeah. prosecutor and vote for the other dude. That's simple. I like it. I like it. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on, Cully. I Thanks. appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, I was going to go to the show tonight, watch Cocaine Bear, true story, 1986. But now you've inspired me, I think I'm just going to watch all the old Sopranos. Figure out how this government really works. In the words of a Canadian poet, Lieutenant Colonel John McCree, still called to us from Flanders Field, echoing their charge through the ages. And I quoted, "To you from falling, from failing, excuse me, to you from failing hands, we throw the torch to you to hold it high." He still reads better than a Chicago public school kid. Still. Still better. Turns out 10% of those kids can read. 90% graduate. What exactly are they learning in school? Moving on to another subject in my minute and a half that I have left. I've heard a lot of colleagues on my other side of the aisle uh, talking about book bans and accusing uh, people in Florida, particularly uh, Governor DeSantis and the people of Duval County, Florida, saying they want to ban books. Well, let me just say this. I hope they're successful in banning a number of books. The question is, which are those books? Are those books, for example, uh, genderqueer, a memoir, that book, or this book is gay. In that book, there are all the sorts of depictions, depictions with body parts and male body, body parts. I can't even put on the screen the stuff that is in this book, genderqueer, where there's two men 
engaged in a sexual position. Another uh, page where I can flip to where there's two men engaged in oral sex. Well, there has to be pictures. They can't read, Chip Roy. Kevin McCarthy wanted to address this topic as well. I'll tell you what. For a guy I don't like, he did a good job. It wasn't that long ago that many Republicans wanted to abolish the Department of Education, wanted to get Washington out of education. Uh, what do you say to those who say this is infusing Washington into local education? No, it's not. It's infusing parents into education. This has nothing about Washington. This says the parent can now know what's being taught in the school. This is now- when did that stop? So they have to pass a bill, parents' bill of rights? What are you, fracking kidding me? And when you say parents... What about those property owners? You know the ones that pay for this? What's their rights? Just keep paying? Now saying the parents can now look at the reading material. It's now saying the parents can now see what the money is being spent on a school board. It's now saying that the parents can protect their kids' privacy so if they're selling the data. It now says the parents can have a, a notification if there's any violent activity on campus. This is not about Washington. This is empowering the parents. This is the parents' bill of rights. It's knocking down currently with this Biden administration that wants Washington to control all, that wants a DOJ to go after parents when they go to school board meetings. No, this is opening up the schools to the parents. But Congress has to Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Just two questions on this bill. One, what do you say to critics who say that it could open the door to bullying and unfair treatment of, of children who are different or who, you know, the trans children? And, and secondly, um, what do you say to some of the incidents at some of the school board meetings that have been, you know, really raising the temperature in a way that could be perceived as, you know, really violent and, and really frightening for people? See, violence is a funny thing. If I, if I call you what you are, a pervert, talking to children about sex acts, I'm the one that's being violent, but to show this to kids is not violence? Next. Another uh, picture here in which there are uh, any number of uh, ridiculous uh, graphic pictures that are being put in front of our kids in schools. Now, my question for this entire panel is, do you believe that parents have a right to know? Whether- I, 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 Chip, I love you, babe. I love you. But forget about a right to... What gives the teacher the right to do this to children? I'm dead serious about this. Who the frack do you people think you are? You don't get to do that to kids. It, it was it was very violent in, in Loudoun County when a, when a father went there after already warning that his daughter was molested in a girl's bathroom. She wasn't molested, Kevin. Follow through, babe. It's like a golf swing. She was raped. And the scumbag who pretended to be a woman was moved, protected by the school system where he raped another girl. With a boy wearing a skirt that day. That a violent activity already happened on that campus, but they weren't notified. And when we went back to the school board to wonder what had transpired since that time, he was violently arrested. We now have had an investigation, and finally they got... The father was violently arrested. The rapist was sent to another school, put on another skirt, raped another girl. And who's going to protect the kids? The government? Judges? Children are not safer because registered sex offenders are prohibited from residing near schools, parks, daycare centers, and other places where children tend to gather. End quote. Did you write that? I co-wrote that that article, yes, sir. When you wrote it, did you believe it? I did. Okay. Marion Gaston, 
will go on to be a judge in the Biden administration. The goal is exactly what Nietzsche, what Karl Marx, what Mao Zedong wanted, a decrepit, child-molesting society where everybody somehow lives in utopia and nobody pays rent. It's called Democrat heaven. Mike, where'd I go? Mike. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you? Who, who did I? Hold, wait, hold on, hold on. Got all kinds of phone issues here, squirrel. Give me Mike. Mike, are you there? There you are. All right, go ahead. Well, I wasn't here. I thought it was Mike. Oh. I don't know who the hell we got. I hung up on somebody. This Robert, is Robert Bloomingdale. Bloomingdale. We hung up on Mike. Mike, call back. Yeah, hey, Sean, this is Robert from Bloomingdale. Nice to talk to you. Hello? Yeah, you're there, babe. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sean, how you doing? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. The question, Mrs. Robert and I have, you know, with all this terrible stuff you see in these school districts, can we opt out of property tax to our schools if we don't (laughs) like the, 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 the stuff that these schools are teaching or the crap they're putting on the library shelves, uh, school shelves, what do you think? The Table of Wisdom LLC, which is occupied by not just a short-in-the-pants gangster named Ed Burke, is also occupied by two sitting Cook County judges. And what the Table of Wisdom LLC does is buy tax auction property. So I'm not sure you want to take that chance, brother, because the law is written to where they can throw you out of a house you paid for 30 years ago. So there's no such thing as a protest of not paying taxes. That just yeah. gives the mafia an excuse to steal your stuff. Yeah. And I wouldn't advise that. What yeah. I would advise is maybe getting out of those areas. That's what I would advise. That's not a popular uh, piece of advice. People get mad at me. And yeah, but ultimately, time is something yeah. that you don't have, brother. I saw a picture of you. You're rather old. Don't waste any time. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank Thanks, Sean. <laughs> All right. Why can't I get rid of Robert? I love him. <laughs> he loves me. Keep that. Let's use it as a soundbite. Mike, Griffin, Indiana. Doing better this time, huh, Sean? Yeah, doing a little bit better. How are you, babe? There you go. Hey, listen, um, I went to a couple of restaurants up in, uh, in Lincoln Park there, and I noticed a lot of places switched from taking credit cards, et cetera, et cetera, and now they're straight cash. Really? You think they're just going, yeah, that you think they're just saying to themselves, you know what? I used we'll to go stop to paying these property taxes. We'll skim it off the top. Uh, Hopefully we can make a living. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they got to pay their private security. I used to go to a wonderful place, a breakfast place called Toast. And uh, if I remember correctly, the, the either the girl who ran it or the woman who owned it was robbed, and they closed it. It was just a fantastic place. And that's the way of so many restaurants. So I don't know where you went to, but visit it frequently because something tells me in the future. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say, but, hey, I called you up to tell you I'll take the bet on the, uh, the Vallis thing. He's going right. to be declared the winner by, like, 830. All right. How how much you want to bet? I'll bet you a whole cigar shop, and I'll Oof. save you some money. Do not go see Cocaine Bear. Right, so you You'll save me, me money on Cocaine Bear. I'll tell you what I'll do. I will bet work. you. You ready for this? You ready for this? I will bet Hit you me. five cigars that I smoke, and they're they're good ones, to one dollar that Paul Vallis loses. I'll take Paul Vallis losing. Oh bet? come on, deal. Bet? He's going to be bet, declared bet, bet. the winner by nine. All right. Well, we, we, that's, what we, that's what you call in my neighborhood, my old neighborhood, action. We got action, Jackson. And in the meantime, when it comes to uh, 
to Chicago businesses. Chicago police are investigating a shooting inside of a Southside business. It happened before 5.30 last night at 79th and Cottage Grove. Investigators say a man is in critical condition after being hit multiple times. A woman was also shot, but is expected to recover. Nobody is in custody. I didn't get any description, nothing there. Is that reporting nowadays? 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice. Squirrel Friday. I had a chance to liquidate the cigar store, which I may be doing anyway. Elmer Cigars. If I go home this weekend, maybe I'll go there. I don't know. Uh, another little carjacking story. You got to be careful in Chicago if you're test driving a car. You probably should go to a car dealer, maybe in a different uh, area, municipality. A man is charged with carjacking a vehicle that was out on a test drive. Illinois State Police say a driver and a salesperson were parked on the right shoulder of I-90 near Irving Park Road when 22-year-old Jaden Eccles walked up with a gun and ordered them out of the car. He then allegedly drove off. This happened December 3rd. Eccles was just arrested two days ago. I wonder what he thought of the car. You know, I was going to buy that thing. And then that guy with the neck tattoo stole it. I don't know. Tom, Blue Island. Hey, buddy, Dittos, I got three things for you real quick. Number one, I was out by Mary Kay's today. She said you were funny as a young man, and I asked her if looks meant everything. Uh, Okay. Hey, the other two are, um, when I would, Sean, I would give anything for one of these congressmen when they got one of these weirdos in front of them to just once say, <laughs> what in the hell is wrong with you, you damn weirdo? Yeah, yeah. Well, you never know if that weirdo is going to become president one day. Go ahead. What else you got? There yeah. was two. And the last thing is I want, Sean, give me five Gs on Let's Go Brandon to win next week, buddy. <laughs> um, I, I think he is. You, I, I, we're on the same team. I think that kid's going to win. That kid's a smooth-talking son of a gun. He's got the Marxist mafia down, and he's given something for nothing, which is the recipe to control those Democrat sewers. In fact, what kind of money are we talking about? What kind of money? Explain to me how $10 million for climate change expenses will help a small business in Missouri address 6% inflation or any other real concerns they have. The $10 million will be used within our Office of Capital Access programs to help uh, get out effectively capital access for businesses to position themselves for resilience. We know what? from FEMA, uh, their data shows that if a business is impacted by a natural disaster and they don't reopen within five days, they will close within a year. And so we that are working address, hard to build not, up their resilience. That's not even climate change. You're talking about a FEMA responsibility there. I'm talking... That has, that has nothing to do with what I just, the question I just that asked. that are responding to people getting shot in their store. What about car dealers that have their cars stolen while they're on test drives? What about businesses in Democrat sewers? Ah, too bad. They're the enemy. This is going to turn out wonderful. When is the uh, mayor's official race? Two weeks? Not even. Not even two weeks. All right, I'm, I think I'm going to take all action next week. On, uh, I, got, I, I got the uh, Marxist mafia member. You guys could have the other bald guy who was the daily uh, crime syndicate guy. When I get back on Monday... We're going to be starting to take it. David, I didn't get to you, but it's, you know, it's Friday. Let's, let's go. Come on, squirrel. Cue the music. Oh, say can you see? 
Keith Williams Jr., he got up to the Kamala Harris level, didn't he? Normally she does that in a Buick. We'll be back. Have a great weekend. If you're in Chicago, Serpentine. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night.